0: Hey, everyone. I've spent some time on this podcast talking about what it means to live courageously for Jesus. My guest today is Elizabeth Ramirez, and she's doing just that. She is someone who regularly calls people out of fear and complacency and invites them to experience an abundant life with Jesus. That's not just a tagline. It's something I've experienced through our friendship And I hope you'll join me today as we discuss the theme of her new podcast, Becoming Fearless.
1: Commission Leadership is advancing the work of Christ by giving pastors and church leaders the clarity they need to flourish in life and ministry. With over a decade of ministry experience in the local church, leadership coach Weston Bryant understands the joys, passion, heartache, and exhaustion that comes with helping others follow Jesus. Wes is passionate about helping leaders embrace the reality that God really will do abundantly more than they would ask or think. Tune in each week to discover how to live courageously, build strong teams, and multiply your ministry impact. Now, here's your host, Weston Bryant.
0: You're listening to the Commission Leadership Podcast, and my guest today is Elizabeth Ramirez. She's a wife, mom of three, life coach to executives and church leaders, and the founder of Exploring New Realities Coaching and Consulting. She provides out-of-the-box solutions and strategies to bright and passionate leaders and helps them develop a stronger sense of identity and discover their untapped potential. She's also the founder of the podcast Becoming Fearless, which is going to air this October. It's a platform for the stories of people who chose hope over fear and took leaps of faith. Elizabeth, thank you for being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Liz.
0: Yeah, Elizabeths are my favorite type of people. My wife <laughs> is an Elizabeth and my mother-in-law is an Elizabeth, so you're in good company.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. a little bit of uh, background just for, for how we got connected. Uh, Elizabeth and I were in a coaching cohort together with our good friend, Perry Rue, one of the best coaches on the planet. Yep. And I can't recall the details and because it's not really important, but I just remember asking a question and Elizabeth, you know, provided an answer and when I heard what she said, I thought there's a, there's a deeper layer mm. to this woman. And, and I've got to connect with her. I've got to hear her story. And so we, you know, I think I just emailed you. I said, that, you know, thank you. That was so helpful. I'd love just to connect, to get to know you more, learn about your coaching. And, uh, here we are now you're on the commission leadership podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, I really loved your heart. And the questions you were asking was really how do I get how do I get these people who really need coaching and encouragement to recognize that they're worth coaching and encouragement. I mm-hmm. believe that was kind of along the lines of your question. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, he's hitting the nail on the head because he wants to reach the leaders. I love coaching leaders of leaders because yeah. we're ripple effect people. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And
1: yeah, and sometimes leaders don't recognize that they need leadership. And yeah, they need coaching, they need someone to walk alongside them because leadership can be very lonely,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and you and I've talked about this before, you know. But I believe healthy leaders produce vibrant churches,
1: amen. You know,
0: we need more of them,
1: amen. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. So,
0: Elizabeth, I am really excited to talk about your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we dive into that, what are two or three things that it's important for? for our listeners to know about you
1: let's see um there are many christian coaches out there but i think there are a handful of us that really believe the bible Mm. for what it is um it's really important to have a coach with a biblical worldview because they're going to give you the most sound um uh, they're going to ask tough questions and they're not going to care if you fire them or not because they're serving not you They're not serving man. They're serving, they're serving a higher power. They're serving God. And um, to be coupled with the Holy spirit in a coaching session is so ridiculously powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, So that honestly, I coach people, I coach all people, but I'm unapologetically Christian and, um, and I love them enough to tell them the truth, even if it's not something they want to hear. And they always come back because they recognize love. They recognize when somebody really cares about them enough to not just try to collect a paycheck and and tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. So the tough job of coaches is to <laughs> make a living when you make people really upset because you uncover deep <laughs> Um,
0: hmm.
1: But then they go away and they get sick and tired of living that way. And they're like, you know, the only person who really told me the truth was that woman. Oh, I can't send her, but I'll call her back. So, (laughs) so, um, about me, um, I, I am terrified and live fearlessly every day.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) I
1: do tough things. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm not scared. I just don't lean on that fear. Um, I feel like I've lived multiple lives. I used to own a restaurant. Um, I launched restaurants. I managed restaurants. I consulted for restaurants and, Honestly, once you do that, you can do anything because you've touched every single uh, tip of entrepreneurship. So Mm. um, I think I was a really bad boss at one point and I tried, I served man and I was a big people pleaser. And I think that's why I'm able to couple with people because now I've, um, I realigned myself to serve the Lord and it's so ridiculously liberating. And I like to help people do that now. Yeah. So, yeah. How
0: do, you, how do you know when you're serving man versus serving God?
1: Oh, well, you start to compromise. Like, mm. um, you know, you really have to decide when, but let's say that's a tough, that's a really good question because there are a lot of people who serve in the church who are serving man.
0: Wow. And, <laughs>
1: You know, they want to look good. Um, they think they're doing good things, but it's religious.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not really from a place of love. It's not really from a place of um, gratitude to God. Um, it's from a place of obligation or, or just because this is what a good Christian looks like. I'd yeah. rather have the most jacked up, not tithing person come into my church and be able to love them well enough that they decide, man, there was something different about that church, the way they love me. And then they start serving and giving from a place of, this is real, Mm. this is truth, this is love. And they accepted me when I was jacked up and they still love me now. Um, So to answer your question, You really have to ask the Holy spirit and you do find places where you start to compromise the word and then you justify it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, what I hear you saying there essentially is that to serve God is to love your fellow man. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think to what you said before, like loving them enough, not just as a coach, but I think as brothers and sisters in Christ to, to say the hard things that are led by the spirit. You don't say hard things just to say hard things, Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't Bible thump people, but the spirit knows when people need hard truth and, and they know the spirit knows when, um, people need a hug, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
1: You know, we have all these like worldly formulas and I've, I've heard a bunch of stuff, you know, like, you know, you sandwich things, you, you give them praise and then tough, and then you give them praise. And it's so funny because I feel like they've, um, They've tried to um, disassemble godly stuff and package it so that it's a formula. Yeah. But I find that when I'm working in the spirit, the Holy Spirit helps me highlight something beautiful. It's almost like He lends me His eyes to see this person's identity, like what they're, what is, what are they called to do, to affirm that in them, and then to show them where it's gone astray, because yeah. they've done it in their own power. Mm. That's a that's a difficulty with gifting when you can see someone's gifting. They're so good at it that they can do it without God, kind of. Mm. But yeah. it goes astray because it's not in its fullness, you know. Right.
0: right. I call that type of feedback, you know, where you give like positive and the negative and positive. I call that a turd sandwich <laughs> because that's what it is, you know. Right. But I I love what you're saying there, like. Uh, the bread like your bread it's it's good enough on its own you don't you need to mess it up and just what god has given you is enough
1: mm. you know? and usually so, what you're adding to it is what's messing it up
0: yes exactly
1: like yeah. i i think the biggest thing to teach people especially the many of the women and men that i coach these are type a tiger go-getter doers right these are the yeah. people who make it happen these are the hands and feet you know mm-hmm. um, teaching them how to work from rest and showing them that that's not slowing down. Sometimes fast is slow and Mm. slow is fast, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I really want to hear about this new podcast. Mm. And, and so, uh, I think, I think the reason that we've connected here and we've become friends is because we, we ask each other hard questions and we kind of just gently nudge each other out of our comfort zones. And so in one of our first conversations I mentioned, you know, I'm doing this podcast. I'm just, I'm trying it. I'm learning it as I go. And you were like, Hey, cool. You know, I might pick your brain someday. Cause I, I think I want to do that too. And a few months later, you know, you send me this trailer, which is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to link it in the description and I replied right away. And I'm like, hey, when do you want to be on the show? We have to promote this. Oh, and awesome. you're, you're like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, you're like, When's your launch date? And I'm like, gulp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here, here we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, the interesting thing is, I am launching a podcast called Becoming Fearless. And I've been, I've had this on my heart for maybe two years. And I was terrified of it. It was originally called Fearless. And I'm like, I feel like such a hypocrite because I'm so Mm. scared to launch the Fearless podcast. And my friend's like, Millie, I'll give you a shout out, Millie, Millicent. She's Mm -hmm. like, then just call it Becoming Fearless. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. And every step of the way, it's just doing the next right thing. And just, you know, leaning in, leaning into what I'm supposed to do and doing it Even a little scared, but trusting that God's on the other side. You know, we use that coaching, that that bridge analogy a lot of times where, you know, we're coaching change, transition and transformation. And so you're sitting there on one end of the bridge and you can't sometimes you can't see the other edge because there's so much fog. Mm -hmm. But stepping on the bridge is knowing that God's going to take you all the way to the other side and what's on that side is so ridiculously amazing. It's worth leaving where you are. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, the name definitely has that that beck and call. You know, it's becoming fearless. Like, c- come with us, join us. You know, leave that place of fear. But it's also um, an acknowledgement that, like, we we're not fully there yet. Like, we are we are still walking in trepidation. Mm-hmm. um towards something that is so much greater you know i love yeah. it
1: that's awesome yeah. and you know it's i felt it on my heart to start the podcast because when i work with people or not even just the people i work with when the holy spirit moves people the the things that they are able to do the the freedom um the ridiculous transformation that happens I just, in all honesty, this is, these are stories of people who chose hope over fear and they took leaps of faith. And I want to show people what happens when you do that. And so Mm -hmm. honestly, in essence, it's a podcast of testimonies. So I'm really excited because we, we need to tell these stories because we don't do that anymore. We, we tell people, you know, we tell them if you do the right thing, this will happen and, or look what it, what it says in the Bible. And that's so true. The Lord's word is timeless and it's alive, but the truth is we serve the same God and it's happening every day. You just don't hear it. And I want to put, I want a place where people can come on and share what the Lord's done for them and how, I mean, how he's come through in ways that are so out of this world. You can't deny it's a miracle.
0: Yeah. Well, I think a great place to start for our listeners is just to hear more of your story. You know, how have you chosen hope over fear and how have you seen God move in all of that?
1: Oh, man. There are so many places to go. You know, to be honest with you.
0: Good, because if- I assume you're lying. the whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, to be honest, with you, you know, it's going to get really personal um because the first time the first time i was the most terrified was when i was pregnant with my first son Mm. and um uh i started thinking about what it meant to be a mom because to be honest with you i I didn't want to have kids when i was younger i thought i was going to be like this boss and who ran the world and I believe some lie that you know you can't do that with a loving family I didn't have an example of godly parents to be honest mm. and and I didn't see it anywhere I saw business I saw um entrepreneurship I saw hustle but I didn't see rest and I didn't see peace and so I didn't think it I thought it would those were pleasantries you know mm-hmm and then I end up marrying the most amazing. I mean, that's a that's a testimony how that came along. But that's for another show. Um, I end up marrying an amazing godly man who gave me the space and grace to heal. And um, when my son was born, I remember going to one of those classes. You know, where moms new moms go to connect and all these moms were freaking out about how um, how fast life was going and how they were exhausted. And to be honest with you, I was, well, I'm always going to be honest. So I'll stop saying that. But um, (laughs) I was, um, I was terrified by how slow things were going.
0: Hmm.
1: It was the first time things were going slow for me. And it was in that moment that I realized I was running away from a lot of trauma and pain um from my from growing up and just from my experiences in life um first generation american grew up in East Palo Alto and Menlo Park i mean just everything you mm. know all kinds of stuff so you guys will hear a lot of stuff in my podcast but um it was this moment i remember being there and i felt like i was like going a little nuts i was like these women i i not like them like I've been running a million miles away. And now that everything's slowing down, I'm going crazy because all of these things that I didn't deal with are coming up. Mm. And now I have the time to look at them. And I've been trying to run away from them for so long. And the first fearless thing I did was acknowledge it and not run away anymore. And um, I told my husband and he held me. I mean, I told him stuff that I didn't even know that I was holding back and he just i cried and he held me and we got help and i slowly started unpacking and um i just want to help people not run away anymore Mm. i want yeah i want to help them live authentically and fearlessly yeah
0: yeah there's there's a couple i don't know just images that stood out to me i'd love i'd love for you to expand on either one there's you know the image of running away but i also heard you say unpacking and i guess i just think about man it's really hard to run when you're carrying a load so i don't know okay. if, if that lands well if, it, if it's
1: tightly packed you can run with it <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough but you you know you highlighted unpacked and that's really important because when i work you know Um, A lot of times when I work with executives and entrepreneurs, they end up making more money, right? And they tell their friends about me and they're like, you need to call this woman. You know, she's going to help you. How? I don't know, but it's great. (laughs) So I'm like, dude, you know how. Tell them the truth. Um, But what really happens is we unpack. Because a lot of times you want to keep pushing forward and running forward, but you meet this glass ceiling because you haven't foundational, your foundation's cracked and you haven't really solidified. I mean, how's your marriage doing? How's, how are your kids? How are you feeling on the inside? Elizabeth, stop wasting time. That's not what I'm paying you for. Take me here. You're an executive coach. And I'm like, no, I will not. Yeah. I can help you strategize a market. We're going to do that, but I refuse because it'll make everything. It will exasperate everything underneath. That's already so messed up. Yeah. So I love you enough to go slow enough with you here. Mm. And if you don't want that, I respect that, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bend to your money. And it's, mm. it's really important for people to recognize that they can't move forward to their full potential until all of the stuff is out of their closet and it's not tormenting them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So unpack.
0: Yeah. Easier said than done. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but that's we Wes had... or
1: myself there you go <laughs> to Jesus well, directly there you go <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well one of the things I love from your trailer that I, I want to hear you unpack is mm-hmm. uh you, you have this quote you say I became a coach because I struggled myself with becoming fearless and when God took a hold of my life and showed me how debilitating toxic humility is what in the world is toxic humility <laughs>
1: Um, toxic humility. It's this idea. I really don't know where we got it from. I honestly think it's, I'm trying not to get super like spiritual in there. I think it's like, the enemy doesn't care. He doesn't want you to do evil things. He just wants to distract you and slow you down. So toxic humility is putting your light under a basket. It's thinking that if you make yourself less, that somehow that makes you more holy. And Mm. it's not true. It's so not true. You're supposed to be light beacon of hope. You're supposed to be bold and amazing and bold sometimes means humble. You don't brag about it. It's just your essence. I don't have Mm -hmm. to sit here and tell you how amazing I am. Um, we don't have to do that. Um, our work speaks for itself, our hands, our words, the way we edify, the way we encourage, the way we ignite. Um, and to say that out loud, that I do those things, that's not, um, that's not boasting. It's, it's giving glory to God, the one that designed me to do those things. When you yeah. shine, you're the created. You shine for the creator. And so toxic yeah. humility, it, it doesn't allow the, bo- the body of Christ to function in its fullness.
0: Hmm. I think there is a, a real fear because um, there's, there's a line right. Between, I think what you're saying, like just acknowledging the good gifts God has given me and how I've tried to steward them. Um, but then, you know, what if you cross that line and start to make it a, what if I make it about me? And it sounds like, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm boasting, I'm gloating, you know, what do you think are some of the, the fears that, that prevent people from shining their light that make them put it under a basket?
1: Yeah, because they see people with idolatry of self. And Mm -hmm. when you see that, it's like, it's so blaring, you know, for the person, not for the person who has it, but for everyone looking Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't want to be like that, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's way easier to identify and false humility. You kind of go on the back burner, you know, no one will really notice you. Maybe you're doing a good thing. Um, So I think people are afraid of, I think there's many things. First of all, people are afraid of being seen. Mm. And that's really selfish. I'm afraid of being seen.
0: Mm.
1: To be honest with you, I I don't like to go on those lives. I don't like, I love talking to you, Wes, but every time my conscious remembers that this is being recorded and sent to tons of people, (laughs) I get a little scared because it's, it's, you guys are getting to see me who I am. And that opens me up to criticism too. Yeah. Um, so people are afraid of being seen. Um, people are afraid of being like that guy. And honestly, people want to coast. And a lot of people are complacent and they don't want to do hard things, but what they don't realize is they're shooting themselves in the foot because walking in the center of God's will is more fulfilling. So exciting and Life giving, that there's nothing else like it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, my guest today was Elizabeth Ramirez, and episode one of the Becoming Fearless podcast airs on October 14th. Mm -hmm. It has been announced to the world. (laughs) So it's going to happen. And I can't wait. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Of course. Thank you so much. And God bless you and your amazing podcast.
0: Want to hear more content with courageous leaders like Elizabeth Ramirez? Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more episodes on how to level up your leadership and make more disciples. And if you're ready to grow as a leader in your church, be sure to download my free ebook, Five Strategies to Flourish in Life and Ministry, by clicking the link in the description.